0: How great how awesome is he and together we see holy is the lord Oh among the Lord's renown, and together we sing, everyone sing, holy is the Lord.
1: I'm so thankful for a church where we have so many singers. We have a lot of singers in this church, and they're all very good. Me, James, <laughs> Pastor Mark, uh, Brian. Oh, you did a great job, brother. Y'all would have much rather heard him than me, promise you. Nolan, he can, Man, you ever heard Nolan sing? Whoo, man, sound like Shania Twain. No, not really. I don't know how Nolan sings. I'm just taking Ellen's word for it. It's not your gift, not your thing. We all have treasures and talents, and it's good that we share them with other people. Amen. And the good thing about it is, it's my talent, it's not your talent, and your talent is not my talent. Amen. I gotta go over something with y'all that that I know we talk a lot about when we get up here and we talk a lot about how we get our messages and, and what happens and stuff like that. But this one here was kinda I've never had this happen to me before. It was very moving to me. I've had one message written I guess probably about two or three months. And I kept thinking I'm going to be able to deliver that message one of these days. Because if you know my pastor, you've got to be ready. I've been not ready before, and it got me. But on this particular message, I was talking. I, I, I do this thing. It's crazy, a little crazy maybe to some people. But I talk to God in the mornings. It's my time. I have a little bit of time, about 30 minutes. And I talk to God in that 30 minutes. I actually have a conversation. I'm pretty sure if you're standing outside the room, it probably sounds like I'm talking to myself in there. But I'm not talking with God. I'm having a conversation with God. And Monday, I was still hadn't, still hadn't got a clue what I was going to preach about. I knew the one message that I had written wasn't the one he wanted me to give just yet, so I kept asking him, "God, what do you want me to talk about? What's your message for me? What's the message that you want me to... What, 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 what's the message you want me to deliver?" And that was on Monday, and I thought about it all day long, and never did get, really get anything nailed down. And then Tuesday morning, I was sitting there, and God knows sometimes I stress over the whole situation. And now I'm in stress mode, right, Nolan? Been there, done that, huh? Right now I'm kind of in stress mode, God, say, uh, I'm going to be needing something here pretty quick, but <laughs> I got tonight to write it. And a little bit of tomorrow to kind of go over everything and make sure I got it right. So, uh, and I got this book on my desk. I got it out and it's open to a page. And you Now, of course, it's a, it's a book. So on this page, it's got to be a 100 words on this page. And the word love... It's like it just came right out of that book, right at me. And I was so overwhelmed at that moment that tears started to come down. Now, I'm a cowboy, I don't cry, not over anything. If I stomp my toe, I'm going to cry. <laughs> but I just felt this overwhelming feeling. And I was like, God, is this, this is what you want me to say. This is what you want me to talk about. Love. You want me to talk about your love. No. Christian love. Now this whole time I can't figure out why my eyes are watering real bad. But I still have this this, this overwhelming feeling that I've never had before in my life. Has anybody ever experienced anything like that? Mr. John? If you've ever experienced anything like that, I'm getting almost choked up just talking about it, but it's a feeling I cannot describe. The feeling that you get, I can't describe it to you. It's a feeling that you've never felt before. And I don't know if, I'm not sure if God had kind of maybe drizzle a little bit of his love down over me for me to feel just a little bit. But I can just imagine what it's going to be like. The love that we're going to feel when we get there. The love we'll feel before we get there because the Bible says when you die, your, 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 your body is dead, but you are with the Lord, absent from the body is present with the Lord, and that feeling that we're going to get when we get there is an awesome feeling. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 13. everybody there oh everybody everybody there raise your hand not everybody's there everybody didn't raise their hand okay here we go if I could speak all languages of earth and of angels but didn't love others I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal if I had the gift of prophecy, and if I, did, if I understood all God's secrets, plans, and processed, uh, possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor, And even sacrifice my body. I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others. I would have nothing to gain. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous. Or boastful. Or proud. Or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no records of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith. It's always hopeful, and it endures through every circumstance. So, Like I said, we're going to talk about Christian love. And Christian love is our love, the love we have for one another. In Matthews, it talks about love your neighbor as yourself. So in order to love your neighbor, what is that passage really saying? In order to love your neighbor, you have to love yourself, right? So if you don't love yourself, you can't love others. If I don't love me, I can't love you, James. But don't worry, brother. I love me, so you know I love you. Matter of fact, I spend an extra 10 minutes in the mirror in the morning. I love me so much. I love me so much, I had to get Brother Harry to help me love me. That's a lot of love. Well, let me ask you something. Not that kind of love, brother. That's something like that, brother. Just ain't going to leave that alone, are you? Just not going to do it. (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. Hey, Have you ever had, I love you too, brother. Have you ever had a person in your life that just had to have things their way? If you've had somebody in your life like that, raise your hand. No pointing. He, he raised two hands. He knows a bunch of people like that. <laughs> in life, some folks insist on their way. They insist on having things their way regardless of of other people's feelings or thoughts. They care about nobody but themselves. Hmm. Let's look at number five again. It does not demand its own way. Right? So if you're a loving Christian, what do you do? You don't demand your own way all the time now you gotta understand right from wrong of course but you can't be that person that if the game ain't going my way I'm taking my ball and I'm going home how many knew them kids I had them kids in my neighborhood we all been around people like that we've all run into folks like that and if you are that folks Change your ways. Don't be that way. Life is not about having everything your way right away. This ain't Burger King. Or McDonald's or however that wherever that place is. But if you're gonna have your way if you if you just got to have your way. If you got to do it, do it in a Christian way. Do it with love. Don't be demanding about stuff. Don't be jealous of what everybody else has. Don't be jealous of what everybody else has. That's not love. That's not Christian love. Just think of the problems we could solve if people would think less of themselves and more about their responsibilities. Responsibilities. There's a word some people don't like to hear. How many people in here got responsibilities? Everybody should raise their hand because everybody's got responsibilities. I know we've all sat back and watched a lot of people push their responsibilities off on other people. No matter what that responsibility may be, it could be anything from work to their kids from their home life to their church life. Responsibilities is something that a lot of people want, but the problem is with some people is when they get that responsibility, then all of a sudden they don't want it anymore because now it's turned into something It's called work. Most of the time, our responsibilities as adults involve work. one of the responsibilities as a man is to provide for your family. To work on your marriage. To work on raising your kids. To work on your home. Responsibility is a big one. Christian love does not duck responsibility. It does not boast about doing it. Big rat? Is that what y'all been looking at? I'm coming down there. Where's J.B. Rice? He ain't here. You got your If that thing jumps on me, shoot it. Just shoot up here at Monsters. Yeah, I'm going to pull a Jerry Clyde there. You just shoot up here at Monsters, girl, because one of us going to have to have some relief. But responsibility is something that we should not duck. Should not ever duck. Stop it. Just think of the responsibility that Jesus had. That Jesus did not duck. That Jesus took... and begged for. Jesus asked his Father as he was praying to let it be your will, not my will. Jesus had a responsibility. And he knew what that responsibility was. We all know what that responsibility was. His responsibility was to take our sins and hang them on that cross. His responsibility was to rise up from the dead so we one day could be risen up too. how about this person here? How about that person that ain't never wrong? Anybody know anybody like that? <laughs> hey, at least Carl's truthful. Man, he pointing at himself. <laughs> Carl say, I ain't never wrong. Never. These people make it hard to get along with them this is the way I deal with that hey brother your tires a little bit low no it's not okay I'm not gonna stand there and argue with someone that insists on them being right if someone is telling you something It'll do you good most of the time if you'll open up your them holes on the side of your head and listen. If you open up just a little bit and listen to them, maybe they can fill you with some knowledge that you might have thought you knew, but you really didn't. That's part of being in Christian love. It's like James and Brother Vic up here Doing carpentry work. I'm not a carpenter. I'm a machinist. Now, if they want to learn a little something about machining, I'd be the person they need to talk to. But me being a machinist, I'm not going to come up here and tell him how he's doing it wrong, no matter what I think. I may be thinking, hmm, that don't look right. But a lot of the stuff that I do, to someone that's not a machinist, might not they might not think that looks right. But the end product looks right. Hey, if we'll just take the time and listen to our brothers and our sisters, we learn a little something. Christian love. How many of y'all been in Walmart, seen that little kid? Running by, taking stuff off the shelves, playing with it out in the middle of the aisle. Mama telling him, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But the whole time, this kid ain't never paid no attention to her, none whatsoever. I mean, am I the only one to see that kind of stuff at Walmart? That's the reason why I don't go to Walmart, because the bell's going to go off. I'm going to whip somebody's kid. I'm gonna be the one you see going in handcuffs, they'll be like, What happened to him? Oh, he whipped some kid in the back, man. He tore him up. That's why I can't go to Walmart. This is what I tell my kids. I discipline you because I love you. If I did not love you, I would not discipline you. God says to raise your kids up. Raise them up in love. Now, mind you, I said I'd be going in handcuffs because I whipped a kid, not because I beat them. There is a difference. Now, I do believe in giving them a good old whipping. Ain't nothing wrong with that in the world. I think we're that's what's wrong with a lot of the world. That The lack of bringing up your kids and getting their undivided attention. Because when I was in school, there wasn't no such thing as ADD and all this other stuff. My teacher had a board up on the desk. It was about that long and it had a nice little wooden handle on it. And if you had ADD, she had the cure. And when you went out that door and you came back in, trust me, she had your undivided attention. I'm just saying, you know, hey, God giving it to me, I'm giving it to y'all. That's just the way it is. Now, I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying nowhere in no form or fashion am i am I saying to beat your kids. Do not beat your kids. As a matter of fact, i got one for you. If you feel like beating on somebody, call me. Brother Harold meet you anywhere you want to go. You call me, I'll call him, we'll get this settled. (laughs) When that self-seeking spirit enters a church, I think we all have a little bit of us in it, a little bit of that in us. Just look at the way we pray. Look at how we pray. Remember what Jesus said. Jesus said, not my will, but your will. But a lot of times when we pray, what do we pray for? Pray for that new car, new truck. new. uh, Pray for all kinds of stuff, right? Pray for we get the me quality in our life. That's self seeking love. That's not self love. I got I got self love. Self seeking love. And someone that seeks out stuff for themselves. They wanna say, God, dear Lord, please give me a new Yellow motorcycle. (laughs) Dear Lord, please give me a new truck and don't make the payments too high. See, instead of saying, Dear Lord, I would love to do your will. I want to do your will, Lord. I want to do what you want me to do, Lord. Guide me. Teach me. Fill me with your Spirit. There's so many times we don't do that. And I'm talking to myself, too. I've been guilty of praying for stuff for me. Because the Bible does say to Ask. Now, don't get that wrong and distort it. The Bible does say to ask. Ask for things. If you need a new truck, don't be afraid to ask for one. But you ain't got to ask for the biggest, baddest truck in the land. And if it's God's will, and you've prayed for God's will, I, I got the feeling you'll get that truck some way, somehow. It might not be the truck that you want. But it'll be a truck. Just like uh, 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 Miss Lenore talked about last Sunday. She had to turn that whole thing over to God and let God take it over because it's God's will. Not her will, but God's will. And a lot of times in our life and in the way we do, especially today in the we need it right now, right here world that we live in, we, let's face it, we can't even wait on popcorn anymore. When's the last time you waited four minutes for popcorn? Been a long time, ain't it? Brother Paul tell you about more than four minutes of popcorn, huh? I remember being on the stove, shaking a little pan, come on. And then about half of them don't pop. And the other half's burn on the bottom. We live in a world today. We live in a world today to where we want everything now. We want everything our way. I'm blaming that on who, who said that, McDonald's or Burger King? Burger King. We want it our way right away. Year way right whatever it is. It's fast food's fault. Not really. A lot of times we want to pray for ourselves. Then there's nothing wrong with praying for yourself. But you just can't make it all about you all the time. You got to make it about God sometimes. You should make it about God most of the time. Let God come in. Let him in. He's knocking. He's a knocking. He's knocking. It even says that in the book that he's knocking. He knocks at the door every day. All you got to do is open it up. The important thing is to do what God has commanded us to do. And that is to love each other. We must love each other. We have to love each other. Now, you got to understand that some people you got to love from a distance. You love them from over there. Because we all have different personalities. And sometimes our personalities just kind of clash. Now, that don't mean you can't get along with somebody for an hour, 15, 20 minutes. But you got to love them. didn't say you had to like them, James. But you got to love them. If they broke down on the side of the road, you stop and help them. Men, love your wives. Don't just love your wife. Love on your wife. She likes that. She don't worry if you got a little spit in your mustache, James. She ain't worried about that. Go ahead on, boy. <laughs> and wives, don't be afraid of love on your husband. He might not be the hunk of hunk of burning love he used to be, but, hey, we all was one day. Except for Brian, he's still hunk of burning love, huh, Brian? woo <laughs> Save it for the wedding night, brother. Save it for the wedding night. But don't be afraid to love on each other. Man, I bet I, I, I bet there's some older couples in here that can tell y'all a little thing about love. Not Mr. Frank's and grandma. Mr. John and Miss Betty in the back. I can tell you a little something about love. You want to know about love? You young couples want to know about love? need to love up on them people right there. Y'all find something out about love. The Bible says to love your wife like God loves the church. That's a lot of love. That's a whole lot of love. I love you. Children, obey your parents. She' about the only children in here. She's looking at her mama or grandma right there like, what? If those children were over here, I'd be telling them, obey your parents. Your parents, the, the the parents in here. If you love your children, you will, you gonna make them act right. You make them act right. Make them have respect for their elders. I seen I read a deal the other day about the difference between today's children. And the way children was 20 years ago. 20 years ago, if there was an old couple walking down the sidewalk, the kids would get out of their way so they could walk by. Today, the kids stand in their way and expect them to walk around. We're getting back to that lift them up thing. I want to love them a little bit more if they're doing that. But above all, above all, love Jesus Christ. Because if you don't know how to love all the rest of that, If you love Him, if you'll put your love in Him, and you'll put your faith in Him, and He'll teach you how to love. He'll show you what love is. He'll show you... That guy say, Chris, agape love. Is that how you say that? Agape love? Yeah. He'll show you some agape love. I think that's what God did to me. Showed me just a little bit of that agape love that he has. and It's powerful. It is very powerful. Love can be a powerful thing. If I don't love on y'all or you don't love on me, then where are we at? We might as well just squash this whole thing and just go on back to our lives where we used to be. Right, Carl? For a church to be a church, it has to have love. We have to have Christian love. We have to have the many love. Amen? Y'all get anything out of that? Learn how to love? He got something out of it. He sure say happy, happy, happy. You can't be happy, happy, happy. Now be looked. <laughs> you know, I used to walk around with a lot of hate A lot of hate towards a lot of people. And I know you've heard this before, but I'm gonna tell it to you again. Cause this is how I got out and escaped that hate. Because that hate was like a prison. When you hate or when you dislike but when you're always angry, it's like a cancer. And it's not only a cancer in you, you spread that cancer out. Everybody you come in contact with is going to feel that off of you. Let's when you feel that way and you have that feeling, you don't care that people feel that way matter of fact you can't expect it you don't kind of expect it you do expect it when you do not have that love in your life then that hate will fill that void it's going to fill that void but I had all that hate built up for a lot of people For a lot of people. I let all that hate go. Every bit of that hate left me. One day at the Jordan in a white balloon floating across the sky. I watched it go away. From that day on, Christ started to work on me. He went to work on me And I've grown nothing since then but love for people and my fellow Christians. All I can say is I love y'all. Thank you. Brother Harry, you want to come close us out, sir? You can get up. Don't worry, man. I love you. i help
2: you. And by the heads, please. Dear gracious, heavenly Father, we just thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us, Father. We thank you for the love that you show us. By showing us love, we can show each and every one else love. Father God, you do so much for us. And there's times where we just don't even realize how much you do. It's a blessing. Father God, I'm kind of like Brother Danny in the mornings where on my way to work, I, I spend my time speaking with you each and every morning. That's my time with you. But I do pray with you at other times, too. Lord, just put love in everybody's heart, soul, in this church. Father God, I know we can do amazing things here. Father God, bless each and every one here tonight. Be with each and every one on this prayer list, Father. Lift them up. You know their needs. And Father God, we just thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.